Welcome to Dental Assistant Nation, powered by Ignite DA. This podcast is designed to empower, enlighten, and educate dental assistants, helping them have a more fulfilling career and enjoy their day more. Join us as we tackle some of the hottest topics in dental assisting. Now, here's your host, Ignite DA co-founder, Kevin Henry. So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA, and thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to this chat with a dear friend of mine, Dr. Richard Mounts. Dr. Mounts, how are you today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Oh, man. I'm so glad to have you on. You and I have reconnected after working uh, together for years at Dental Economics, and I'm so glad that we did. Would you just take a moment and kind of introduce yourself to our audience, because I want to make sure that they understand exactly the expertise that they're going to, you're going to bring to them today. Yeah, thanks again for having me. I am uh, an endodontist. I've been in clinical practice since 1991, and uh, I've been blessed to do a, a, a little bit of global travel in endodontics in the speaking, consultancy, sales, marketing, writing uh, parts of the business. And um, I've owned an endodontic supply company, and currently I am in uh, – uh, private practice within a general practice up in Eagle River, Alaska, and I'm also the host of the Dental Clinical Companion podcast. And I want to just mention that uh, we just finished an episode together for Dr. Mounts' podcast, and that's something that I'm going to be putting out on the Ignite DA Facebook page. So keep an eye out for that because we just talked about 45 minutes about what dental assistants want. And I think you might be interested in some of my thoughts, even though many of you uh, will hopefully give me a thumbs up and have heard my uh, battling and beating the demons of dental assisting lecture before. But Dr. Mounts, you obviously talked endodontics. I know that that has been uh, such a, a big part of your career and that's how you and I first met each other at Dental Economics. And I'm just curious, endodontics and assistance, whenever I'm out there speaking so often, assistants kind of give me a funny look whenever I talk about endo and, and what they need to know. And I want to know from a professional, what do you look for and what should assistants know about endodontics? What's a great skill set, a great thing that you look for in your assistants? Well, I think as a starting place, endodontics is not for every assistant. And I think, you know, even though the procedure could and should be performed at the same level. I think there's a difference between assisting, and we're talking kind of trying to compare apples to apples. There's a difference between endodontics practice in a specialty office and endodontics practiced in a general practice. In an endodontic practice, both of the uh, assistant and the clinician are going to be under the microscope. Um, the, the degree of detail and the level of communication and the level of rehearsal and the repetition in the process is going to be very, very different relative to, let's say, somebody who's doing an endodontic procedure with loops and potentially doing one or two endodontic procedures a week. Um, it's kind of like the difference, Kevin. I used to do a lot of underwater uh, cave diving. I was cave diving versus open water diving. When you, when you are in caves, scuba diving, the procedure is, the process is very, very highly rehearsed. When you're on an open water boat, it tends to be much, I would say, I hate to say lax, but it's not as rigorous as what a cave dive would be. And there's a good analogy there between a, a specialist doing endo who's in a very high, verbal and hand sign 
communication with their assistant relative to somebody who maybe has never actually explained what a root canal is, why we're doing them, why we're using the irrigants we're using, et cetera. So, you know, there's a, a, a lesson there, I think, for the dental assistants to be asking their doctor, especially in the general practice, why are you doing that? You know, why are you using bleach? Why are you using EDTA? Why are you using that viscous EDTA gel? And why those kinds of files? And, you know, what what's really happening here? Because the more that the assistant understands about the biologic basis of what's occurring, the better prepared they can be, the more efficient they can be in terms of handing the next instrument before the doctor even knows that they need it. You know, and I, I love that you're talking about GP versus specialty, because I think that that's where I've heard so many uh, stories of discontent, shall we say, from assistants is when endo is just part of the day. And unfortunately, they look at it as the not so fun part of the day. But I love the fact that you're talking about educating yourself and asking questions, because I think that communication can certainly open up a lot of doors for education for the assistants. Would you agree with that? Oh, I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, you know, I, I think to cut to the chase, um, having a PowerPoint with even 10 or 20 slides that explains what a root canal is so that the assistant knows, you know, this is the anesthesia phase, this is the access phase, this is cleaning and shaping, this is obturation, this is coronal seal, um, and to identify where potentially the doctor may uh, be needing some kind of special supply or equipment and that everything is rehearsed, um, you know, to just be pulling stuff off the shelf back in the lab or the sterilization room haphazardly, because now we're going to do a root canal and like, you know, having baskets of stuff that are kind of, you know, cherry picked of things and it's all kind of thrown back in there. That is not a recipe for an efficient comfortable procedure for the patient. So, you know, owning the the entire process from beginning to end just, just has value for everybody involved. And, you know, and, and the, the PowerPoint is such a great idea. I think education is such a key part. Is there anything else that you might suggest in terms of education if assistant said, you know what, I've got to get past my um, lack of understanding, shall we say, with endodontics. Is that something whenever they're at a trade show, they need to take a course or what would you kind of suggest or what have you done with your assistant? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a host of different things. I mean, I was always lucky because I had, I was lecturing all over the world and I had, you know, innumerable PowerPoints and videos and different things right at my fingertips. But if the clinician obviously doesn't have that, um, uh, Brett Gilbert, has a new website called Access Endo. Uh, I believe it's accessendo.com. You know, for the clinician to open up all of the online resources like Brett's, um, you know, that would be invaluable. At the trade show, go to every booth that has an endo display and literally walk through each piece of equipment. Uh, ask the sales staff, what's an Apex locator? How does it work? You know, what's a, an ultrasonic device? What's the difference in these tips? How does this nickel titanium file differ from these? And, um, you know, because the, the, the salespeople want to educate. They, they want you to know what these different things do. Um, you know, have your doctor take you to an endodontic class. There there are a number of classes. 
Um, they're given all over the country. They don't have to be particularly expensive. I mean, I think even the weekend class, uh, sometimes the hotel course that's sort of discounted in the level of evidence, I think for a dental assistant, something like that could be a game changer because, you know, you've got other dentists in the room, you've got the speaker. Besides the topic, you're surrounded by it. You can ask a lot of questions. You can be fully engaged, go through the hands-on exercise. Um, Every single thing that you can do that more familiarizes yourself with what a root canal is, how they're done, why they're done, what the limitations are, it's just going to turbocharge your enthusiasm and uh, your desire, your desire to to be a part of that. And and one of the quick thing, Kevin, is, you know, it, it's it's tough to to ask the dental assistant to be motivated and to be excited about an endodontic procedure if the dentist isn't. You know, if you've got a general practitioner for whatever reason, fresh out of school, maybe that's just not their their best procedure to be doing root canals, that doctor is going to be stressed. And it's really tough for the assistant to sit on the other side of the chair when it's clear that the dentist is not really kind of fully, I don't know what the right words would be, but fully energized or is is tense about what they're doing. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's one of those cases where the assistant can maybe just have a heart to heart with the dentist and say, look, you know, I really want to learn more about endo. What can you teach me? And then if they don't get that positive affirmation, then, you know, look the dentist in the eye and say, why are we doing this? You know, why don't we refer this case and why don't you do what you're really passionate about? I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys where if I was, I'm sorry to get long winded, but if I was, I'm one of those people where I would welcome my dental assistant to come to me and say, Rich, hey, you know, dude, what are you doing here? Why are you doing it? And to challenge me. And, and I think, Kevin, if an assistant can't do that, if they can't go to their supervisor or the dentist directly and say, I see an issue, whatever it is, or I see an avenue for improvement, if they can't really do that in an open, transparent way, they probably don't belong in that office because they shouldn't be walking on eggshells. They should be able to communicate in an honest, open, integrity-based manner, and, and they should be able to voice uh, what they believe and, and be willing to, to learn in, in return. That's such great advice. I mean, honestly, all of that was, but you know, the thing that I picked up on is that the assistant has to make some effort here. The assistant is the one who has to talk to the dentist and maybe even call him or her out a little bit, you know, but, but it's something that we, we talk about constantly with Ignite DA. It's that the assistant can't just sit there and wish that, that things change. He or she has to actually take the bull by the horns and make sure that change happens. So I love that you said that. That's fantastic. Well, you know, I want to I want to digress for 10 seconds about something. I heard a, case, a story recently, which is true. Uh, there was an implant case that went way, way, way wrong. And the long, short version of a very long story was that the doctor left the room, the patient asked the assistant does this happen very often? And the assistant said, this is the doctor's first case. So, you know, I, you know, one of the reciprocal sides of this is there's, there's no price you can put on common sense. And, good, you know, besides just good manners, but presence of mind to, um, 
think through the ramifications of everything you do, how you hold yourself, what you say in front of patients, because I've done a lot of expert witness work. And to one degree or another, you know, the staff should never be covering for a doctor who's practicing negligently. But on the other hand, you alluded in our podcast that if the office is productive and, you know, the, then it benefits the assistant through bonuses, through, through better, more employed hours, you know, better wages, et cetera. So the abundance of the practice has a direct benefit to the staff, you know, the, the, the staff as part of their um, work and presence in the office should be to be mindful of enhancing the reputation of the practice. And if the practice really has an ethical issue, then obviously it's time to change to a practice that has the ethics and integrity that you feel you belong to be a part of. Such great advice. Seriously. Thank you so much. And and I think that assistants, hopefully you've learned a lot just from this short amount of time. And Dr. Mounts, I want to make sure that they have a way to get a hold of you if they've got any questions or want to follow up with you on anything that you've said. So what's a good way to contact you? Yeah, the best way would be through the podcast, um, which is Dr. Mounts, M-O-U-N-C-E. So D-R-M-O-U-N-C-E at dentalclinicalcompanion.com. Good stuff. And, and certainly, like I said, check out the podcast. We're going to have a link to the one that Dr. Mounts and I did just a few moments ago uh, on the Ignite Gay Facebook page. So make sure you're following us on Facebook as well. Dr. Mounts, thank you so much for coming in and helping kind of clear up some of the confusion I think there is about endodontics and dental assistance. I really appreciate your time and expertise. Oh, it's really been a pleasure, Kevin. Thanks for coming on my podcast. I really admire and appreciate the work you're doing to uh, enhance the the professional quality of life of the assistants around the world. And uh, I wish there were many more of you um, doing what you're doing because it's really important work. Thank you. Well, that's very kind. And, and you know, as, as I told you earlier, it's my professional why. Uh, this is why I get up in the morning is to help assistants. And I love to bring on uh, fellow colleagues who have that same goal in mind. And so dental assistants, I hope that you take to heart some of the things that Dr. Mount said today. I hope that uh, endodontics will not be something that you roll your eyes about in 2020, but it's something that you really uh, make a resolution to become as informed and educated about the procedures as you can be and make sure that it's something that is a part of your day. So with that, I'm going to say thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out Ignite DA on Facebook. IgniteDA.net on the web, as well as become a part of drbicuspid.com. That's drbicuspid.com, where we're doing all sorts of things for dental assistants every day, especially with me as the editor-in-chief. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of IgniteDA, signing off for this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by IgniteDA.